Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful The Arsidio ZSL Podcast. We are back with another one this week. I am on fire. I know I'm amazing. We're going to be going over some idioms, some expressions, and dive deeper into, let's just say, uh, some things that show strong disapproval. And we're going to be listening to three experienced negotiators in regards to the things that we heard in our previous podcast a couple of days ago. So, First and foremost, I want to go over some of the phrases that were in the previous podcast. So you heard the lady say, is this meant to be some kind of joke or something? So when someone says this, this is obviously expressing strong disapproval. But at the same time, it means that, well, this is kind of bullshit. Let's just put it this way. So if someone says, hey, listen, uh, my classes are, uh, let's just say this, right? Uh, well, no, actually, going back to the same situations in terms of the uh, Filipino group and the uh, Pakistani random girl that I had probably back in, uh, I believe this was 2020. She wanted to pay me just $1.50 an hour for coaching. And I looked at it and I still remember being at the bus stop and my jaw dropped. And at the time, I, uh, I was already speaking to my now wife, right? And I said, this motherfucker just tried charging me a dollar and fifty cents. She just tried asking me for a dollar fifty cents an hour. And I could have said, oh, my God, is this meant to be some kind of joke or something? Now, normally in the perfect world, if this ends up happening today, I'm just going to block these people. As a matter of fact, I've had like about three people. I don't know. And again, if it is you guys who are following me from my podcast on IG, please Send me a message because there have been a lot of, uh, I guess you could say, videos that I've commented on, weird Americans. And I don't know if these are trolls trying to come into my private profiles on Instagram because I had to make them private because there's a lot of weird people. Uh, Or if these are actual followers. So again, if you follow me, send me a message or respond to my message too because over the last three days... Again, there have been some really fake profiles that have followed me that don't even have posts, so I hurry up and immediately block them. But there were two guys. One guy's name was Anez, and another guy, I don't know who he was. And I was like, yo, I don't know where you guys are from, man. I don't know if you guys are following me from the podcast. So please message me when you try following me from the podcast because I do not know if you guys are some of these trolls that are on Instagram or not. Okay, that's number one. I don't even know why I said that. But again, in terms of that, is this some kind of joke? That's one of the phrases. Oh, this is another one that I really love. There's no way on earth I'm paying you four euros. No way on earth, meaning absolutely not is what she's trying to say. And she thinks that it's uh, rather insulting that you are kind of trying to offer that specific price because no way on earth that means Hey, that's impossible. So if you look at, um, uh, what was it? A conversation I was having with a, a teacher just yesterday from Australia. He said, Arsenio, you know what? If you go to, uh, let's just say one of the football games, you have to pay $15 for a bottle of water. And then my jaw dropped and I said, there's no fucking way on earth I'm gonna pay $15 for a bottle of water. See, if you look at the expenses in regards to the things that you buy out there in America, Man, it is totally different from what it was 11 years ago when I was living there. Things were relatively cheap back then. Now it's like, oh, you know, if you you buy a drink, a drink is now $20. Motherfucker, get the fuck out of here. I am not paying $20 for a drink. I will go buy cheap beers from a convenience store 
if if I drunk beers, I'll, although I don't drink beers, but, um, no offense to anyone who drinks beers, but I just don't drink beers. But it, I would say, oh, listen, I am absolutely not going to, you, you know, I, there's no way on earth I'm paying $20 for a drink. No, thank you. I could buy all the ingredients for this drink and it would cost probably just $7. So no. So th this is the perspective that I have, you know, um, what is it? I'm getting ready to go to Japan. You guys know this, right? And so I'm looking up trying, but me and my wife are just looking up all these different things. I love using Kluke and everything. And so I'm like, okay, there's this, okay, there's that, there's this, there's that. And I remember there was like a cable car and then it was like $96. I'm like, man, there is no way on earth I'm paying $96 for a motherfucking cable car. Okay. There's a lot of things. That, oh, there we go. Universal Studios or Disneyland. Tokyo Disneyland, although we're going to be in Osaka. Uh, I don't know. Those tickets are like crazy. I'm like, there's no way I'm paying more than $100 to look at Mickey Mouse, who was popular 100 years ago. <laughs> no, thank you. However, when I do end up having a child, okay, yes, I'm going to have to bite the bullet. Ooh, another idiom for you. Bite the bullet, meaning I'm just going to have to bite on my tongue and just say, okay, you want to go see Mickey Mouse? Yeah. I'm like... I'm gonna look at my wife and say, damn it, she's about, hey, this isn't about you, it's about the child. I'll be like, okay, whatever. And then, yeah, my, you know, my child's gonna be dancing with Mickey Mouse. I'm gonna look at Mickey Mouse and be like, man, god damn it, fuck you and fuck Walt Disney. <laughs> so, with that being said, here we go. Let's check, let's go into another one. Oh, come on, you'll have to do a lot better than that. Okay, negotiation tactic, meaning whatever you just offered is bullshit, you gotta do a lot better than that. Okay, so let's just say, hey, you got to do a lot better than $10. They're not talking about $15. They're talking about more than double. We're talking 100% plus in terms of that, right? So that's the idiom you can use to say, oh, man, you got to do a lot better than that, okay? And here we go. D, frankly, I think we're just wasting each other's time here. That's what she said at the, uh, at the end, right? We're wasting each other's time. That means this is just not going to work. Remember, I told you how we were having negotiations with this, uh, uh, with the the bank. It is so funny. Uh, my wife, uh, her cousin, as a matter of fact, she is one of the higher ups in this bank that I actually coached at. Uh, what was it about five years ago? And it felt like the the I call her Manupa. This is like a grumpy old bitch, right? Uh, this lady in HR at the bank, she was just like fidgety in her chair. She was moving around. She was like, uh, uh, uh. and the other three there, they were actually very nice because they were the younger generation. But this lady was a total biatch and it felt like we were just wasting her time because we weren't speaking directly to her and the needs of her employees. So that's when I asked the question, I said, how, what exactly do your employees need help with? Not what this garbage has institute is is and stuff like that when you get presentations they don't give a fuck about you or your institute they talk about what you need help with and so there it is in terms of those idioms i'm going to be breaking down three more but we're going to be diving into what these experienced negotiators are talking about in terms of strategy so here we go three two one well, frankly, I get a bit tired of hearing people go on about win-win negotiating. Mm. I mean, let's face it, a lot of negotiations are basically win-lose, and your opponent's interests are the last thing you should be worrying about. Buying a house, a car, double glazing, all win-lose situations. Mm -hmm. And you'd be surprised how many business negotiations are basically one-off deals as well. 
In my opinion, in a win-lose situation, the tougher you are, without actually being aggressive, the further you'll get. That's because your opponent takes your attitude as an indication of what's possible and what's not. And the friendlier you seem, the higher their expectations will be. It's like the old saying, give them an inch and they'll take a mile. Ah, there goes the idiom. Give them an inch and they'll take a mile. So the thing is, it, it just seems like with this negotiator, all hell will break loose. You are fucked forever. And so it's like, okay, the more aggressive you are, they're going to exploit you. The more happy you are, the higher the expectations. So this is why you need to be able to, and this is what I tell everybody at the beginning. I told you guys in the previous podcast that I've had students disappear on me. And it's because they don't manage their own expectations of themselves. Like you're going to have to look yourself in the mirror. And if you got this score and this score and this score, there was, like I told you, one girl got a 23 in her listening. Uh, but her highest score in listening was like a 19 or a 20. And I'm like, okay, you did better, but it wasn't better enough for her. And who ended up being held accountable for that? Me, apparently. And I'm just like, well, you didn't manage your expectations. You did not manage your expectations. This is why out here in Thailand, there's a lot of advertisers saying guaranteed seven and IELTS. I'm like, motherfucker, you gotta be careful with that bullshit because if they don't get that score, you're finished. And so, again, this is why, uh, what, what was it? I told you guys last year that there was some random ass weird profile messaging me on my Facebook page. I thought it was a scammer. And I ended up blocking them. But they were like, okay, how much are you going to guarantee me that if I take your course? I'm like, man, get the fuck out of here. I ain't guaranteeing you shit. Because you could bring 10% energy like the weak-ass dentist did at the beginning of last year. And then next thing you know, all, you, all those motherfuckers end up disappearing, talking shit, and then unfri- uh, what is it, unfollowing me on Instagram, as I realized. And I'm like, but you always cancel class. There was one girl named Yari. She canceled class like seven to eight times. She took her test. She's like, oh my God, I did so horrible. That was the last time I ever spoke to her. Realized that she did follow me at one point on Instagram. And the next, you know, uh, just last year, she was no longer following me. And I totally forgot that she was even following me. So what did I do? Block. Get rid of all that dead weight, that negative energy. You know what I mean? Like, okay, well, you didn't hold yourself accountable to the fire. You did bad, and now you're placing accountability on me. No, fuck you. You take your low score, and you shove it right up your ass. (laughs) So expectations, and this is what I tell everyone. I have high expectations for a lot of my students. There's a Dominican girl who is just so awesome uh, that I just, uh, that she ended up just um, signing up for my course and everything. And I'm just like, listen, your speaking should be over 25. Another girl who's having difficulty with speaking right now, I'm like, but your writing should be over 25. And the thing is, when I say that and I say should, that means every the ball idiom is on your court. It's going to be up to you to get that. Because what I'm, show, what I'm seeing here is promise, but it's going to be up to you and your level of execution. And if you don't execute, you need to look yourself in the mirror and say, damn, I didn't execute. There it is. And so with that being said, some of these negotiations, I don't look at it as negotiations. I look at it as how can I help this individual get from one place to another? Now, negotiations of business and all those other fuckers out there, you know, uh, oh, we have to do this. We have to do that. We have to try to sign this deal or sign that deal. I'm like, at the same time, if someone's trying to haggle me, I look at it as disrespect. A lot of people say, no, 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 it's just negotiations. No, no, you're looking. No, no, you just tried half of my price. 
by 40% and you're saying this is just negotiations, fuck you 100% take it or leave it goodbye. But to, to be honest with you, my mind is already outside the door. I'm already like way gone. I'm like, oh, I'm not doing business with this person no matter what. Remember I told you that Korean lady who I had spoken to uh, before. And she, to be honest with you, what back in 2018, she wanted to just pay me a thousand USD to work at her company. But I was required to do about a, a 2,500 USD type of job. So you're paying, you're, you're, you're trying to give me 1,000 USD because of the color of my skin. I didn't even know that until a year or two years later. You're trying to give me this price, but you want me to do this much. Are you fucking crazy? Luckily I had, I wasn't desperate for money back then. I was like, uh, no, fuck no. You're out of your school. You want me to stay there and do that much? And you want me to pay that much? Shit, about 15% of that, of that salary is gonna go to transportation alone. You add in my month, man, I'm already at 55% of my salary going to that. That's minus the food and minus everything else. The fuck out of here. Boy, and I look back, of course, this was six years ago, looking what I just, man, I could make triple that within 10 days. And so I'm just trying to give people like an idea, like, no, you are not going to tell me what I'm worth and then what I have to do. That's like probably two, like 150% more. So there it is. And there's no good negotiations with these, with some of the fastest races that I had to deal with in the past and stuff like that. It's like a take it or leave it deal. And I'm like, goodbye. And it's so funny. You know me, I'm petty as hell. Went to that Google review and I'm like, oh, this sorry ass lady. <laughs> there was another company. There was another company. I'm going to give you guys this story before we get into the next two negotiations. So funny. But this company... Um, they were the all, they were the bane of my existence. Let's put it that way. I remember in 2015, I was with the Dutch teacher. This guy was the most negative snake I've ever met in my life. Uh, the worst, the worst. Now, again, there was another one from British, uh, uh, England who was working at the same language center. As a matter of fact, he was an IELTS examiner, ex IELTS examiner. And this guy, these are the two most, they're parasites, very dangerous people to let into your com uh, company. But anyways, I was working with them one day and I remember all the Thai women were like, hello teacher to him and him. And they were like, oh, wow, you're so handsome. 51 year old guy had about three teeth in his mouth. They looked at me like a piece of shit and it's because of the color of my skin. Hell, the lady that even brought me there to begin with, she realized that I was great after I ended up giving that presentation that first day of class. She was like, oh my God, oh my God, you're so amazing. She didn't like me because of the color of my skin too. Can you believe that bullshit? And so that was the environment that I was in. But the same company, two years late, I was forced to work there. There was this disgusting old Brit. He's like, oh, well, no, you have to work there. I say, I have to do what, motherfucker? You're a head teacher. You're not even a manager. Get the fuck out of here. I was forced to work there within two weeks. Next thing you know, I ended up getting feedback. The sorry ass lady. Well, I mean, you guys couldn't imagine. Oh, he has too much personality. He uses his arms too much. He's too funny. The most outlandish and despicable comments on the face of the planet. Negative feedback. Again, I would look at that as compliment. But back then, I said, okay. And so last year, for some reason, I thought about them. And I looked at some of the Google reviews. And I land blasted that company. 
and called out everyone individually. By the day, I'm so petty, I know, because I don't work for that garbage ass language center anymore. So that was six years ago, because now I'm an individual sole proprietor entrepreneur, you know, I'm my own business owner. So I could go out and say, fuck you, and she's a bitch. And then, yeah, I'm petty, I know, that's the American in me. All right, so with that being said, guys, let's keep it going. I know I'm petty, I'm terrible, let's do it. Here we go. You always know who is going to win a negotiation. It's he who pauses the longest. I forget who it was who said that, but it's pretty good advice. Basically, shut up. <laughs> and remember that silence is very often your best weapon. It's a very difficult argument to counter. Faced with prolonged and uncomfortable silences, your opponent is liable to make another concession or give away their strategy or weaken their own position by becoming defensive. So play your cards close to your chest. Talk less, learn more. There's an old Swedish proverb, talking is silver, but listening is gold. Now, I understand the listening perspective, but the more quiet you are, the more I feel like you're hiding something. See, to play your cards close to your chest, that means to keep one's plans, ideas hidden from other people. The more quieter you are, the more I feel like you have a hidden agenda and I don't want to do business. I don't like that. Again, the listening aspect and everything, okay, okay. And the next, you know, they're going to be, oh, they'll probably weaken their position or give less or give less. And just, so you're just going to keep a straight face and not say anything. When she was saying that, it reminded me of Caesar's Garbage Palace Hotel in Las Vegas. I went there trying to get a job. I know I was a dental assistant only at the time, but I was just looking for money and looking for a job, right? And so I went there and I took an hour and a half to go there. No, I didn't have a suit. I didn't even own a suit at that time. But they judged the shit out of me. So there was this, this amazing, unbelievably overweight uh, manager sitting before me. Biggest asshole in the world. I call him overweight because he deserves to be called overweight. And then there were two Mexicans, right? Now, not that it matters. I'm not talking about, you know, Mexicans from Mexico. I'm talking about Mexican-Americans. And they have poker faces. And I'm just like, wait, so you guys, you guys don't want to hire me. So it felt like an interrogation rather than an interview. They weren't smiling. They weren't asking things that were more this or that, or, oh, well, you gave me your resume. I sent you my resume. Okay, maybe I could have been a little bit more prepared, but I didn't have a suit jacket. Oh, you didn't have a tie. Fuck a tie. All of these little things. I was like, you know what? There was no way that I was going to work there no matter what. Because if I go into an interview or a negotiation and you have a straight poker face, I don't want to be near you. And I know you're like Arsenio, oh my God, that's too much. Well, the thing is, I'm on this planet one time. I'm already 35 years old, not to say that that's old, but I am unbelievably wise. And now going forward in my life, I want only quality people. I want only quality relationships. That's, that's, that's it. Last year, was the greatest epitome of, although making a lot of money, look where, look how unhappy I was in the first six months. Although having a great collaboration with another, you know, whatever entity, I mean, look how much that brought me to and look how much people ended up talking bad about me, apparently through that collaboration and that bullshit. I told myself, I said, you know what? Okay, there's not much communication. There's not this, there's not that. I'm 
going to do this by myself or saying, if you do it by yourself, it's going to take longer to no, no, no. I want only quality relationships. I do. And so if I go into an interview and you're quiet and you're giving me a straight face and you're looking me dead in my eyes with a cold stare, we're done. In my head, I'm like, oh, I don't even want to be near you. I don't, to be honest with you, I would just like to drop this right now and just walk the fuck out and you'll never hear from me again because I really care about quality relationships. I really care about openness. I care about energy. I could pick, and that's the thing with me, like all these negotiators, blah, 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 but boy, I am an energy person. I could walk into a room and know who that, what the hell everybody is in the matter of seconds. And there have been a number of times through, you know, uh, what is it? Me, you know, teaching different companies online out here in Thailand where people just bring garbage ass energy. And I'm like, hey, bro, we done. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll come back next week. There was one company I dropped off last year because it was just like 21 questions. There were like three like three students. Hey, how you doing? Cameras off and everything. Fine. How are you doing? Fine. How are you doing? Fine. You guys are wasting my time. You guys are wasting my time. I would rather be doing nothing and not getting paid than to be doing this and getting paid, to be honest with you. Other people would say, no, but it's money. It's money. Fuck the money. I'm done with that. I'm looking for fulfillment. And so that is a lot of perspective for all of you out there. So let's get into this last one. I'm probably going to blast this one too. Let's see. I think the biggest trap less experienced negotiators fall into is to turn the whole negotiation into a debate, which it isn't. This is sometimes called positional negotiating. Both sides end up arguing the whys and the wherefores, rationalising their position, trying to justify themselves. They can talk till the cows come home, but it's a complete waste of time. Besides, yeah. you're not there to convince your opponent that you're right. He doesn't care if you're right or not, and neither should you. You're there to explore both sides' interests, generate options and trade concessions, preferably giving away things that mean little to you but a lot to him, and receiving the opposite in return. This is interest-based negotiation. Discovering the needs, desires and fears behind your opponent's position and working on those. The two phrases you need most of all are if, then, if I give you that, then what do I get and what if? What if we looked at this another way? What if we did this instead? Yeah, again, again, I get it. There are a lot of companies that go through mergers and they have to do this. But to be honest with you, if I was a company and I had to do a merger and I had to do this, man, I would I would literally just say I'm out of this company. <laughs> First and foremost, what's in it for me? And if I do this, what do I get? That's called selfishness. That has literally the word selfish written all over it. It reminds me of Michelle Obama. She was in an interview with uh, Stephen Colbert, I don't know when, the last four years or something like that. But it was a bullshit ass, stupid ass game where you threw a piece of paper into a trash can as if it's basketball. And she had the audacity to say, what it's in it for me? To throw fucking paper into a trash can? And you know what this clown offered? For every Whatever piece of paper she got in, he's going to offer her. I don't know if it was a thousand, ten thousand or a hundred thousand dollars for her charity. To throw a piece of paper into a motherfucking trash bin. 
that attitude right there, what's in it for me? I would just look at him and just be, and just pause for a little bit and to choose my next words wisely. And to say, you know what? No, let's not play this game. Let me ask you a couple more questions to get you out of here. Because for some reason, the whole what's in it for me attitude, you're not doing more than what you're paid to do. And you're not establishing the law of increasing returns. You need to listen for you to get ahead in life. You don't come to work and do the bare job description. You do more. And no, again, I get it. A lot of people, and again, America, I don't know what type of jobs there are out in America. There's so many people who said, oh yeah, this is like, you know, I love listening to this song because it's, it, I listened to this song after a shift of work. And I'm like, oh man, it sounds like you just pack boxes or you work in a warehouse. No offense to those people. Hey man, I totally understand. I get it. Shift work. Oh my God. Looking at your work is shifts. Oh man, I'm glad I don't live that life. But I'm just saying like at the, at the end of two hours in the morning, what do I normally say? I mean, I'm just like, oh man, that those were very productive coaching sessions. I'm not gonna say, oh, I just finished work. It just seems like you. Feels like the Saturday and Sunday, kind of like today, you know? Today's one of those days where I'm just like, oh. But when I go coach and train business English at a company, I don't say, oh, I just finished work. Now, fuck that. I always say, I just finished training. It feels so much better. So with that being said, why am I saying this? It's because if you don't do more than your job description, then you're always going to see how much you get paid, no matter what. If you're not trying to upskill, if you're not trying to figure out what are the five skills in your area that you have to get better at this year, you're going to fail. You're just going to become those statistics, like all those sorry ass people on YouTube talking about 2024 is going to be the worst year of the elections, the politics. Man, 2024 has been a phenomenal year. I don't give a shit about things that do not affect me. Oh, it may affect you because uh, I am not at war. I don't live in America. I am not suffering from inflation. I'm going to Japan in about two weeks. I'm doing a massive home renovations. I and we are working on getting a baby, on creating a baby. See, I'm well, I, I literally keep all the things, the circle of concern out there, and I focus on my influence to the world. The bombs, I can't do shit about that. I have empathy, and I've had enough empathy, in that, but that empathy ain't going to go nowhere. So empathy to everyone that's suffering from civil war, that's suffering from persecution and religious wars and this and this and that and all these other things. I got much empathy for everyone who's going through that. But that's all I need. I don't have to watch the news in every day and become inundated in it. So going back to the selfishness of people, focusing on what I can do. How can I make my coaching sessions? How, what energy am I gonna bring to today? What is it that I'm trying to build up today? What, what can I get excited about today? Not what can I bitch about today? What piece of views can I look at today and say, oh my God, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, the chicken littles, oh my God, the 2005, oh my God, this is happening, oh my God, the election, fuck you, fuck all that bullshit, circle of good sir, get the fuck out of here, no thank you. 
I don't care. Y'all, if y'all just going to keep focusing on the negative energy of the planet, I don't want to be a part of it. So when someone says, oh, what's in it for me? I'd be like, hey, you know what? What's in it for you? Uh, you know what? Let's not even play that game. How about let's just ask you two more questions to get you out of here. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Get the fuck out of here. And so that's what it comes down to. And this is how I ended up just uh, and to let you guys go. This is how I ended up cutting someone off. Uh, she ended up reconvening with me uh, just last year and stuff, which is cool and stuff. But, you know, I used to have someone who worked for me and she would just do the bare job description. And so I'm just like, well, I could kind of do this now. And uh, and I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, this isn't really working. Maybe I just don't know what to do. Okay, that made sense. I don't know what to do and stuff like that. But at the same time, okay, I'm done with this. There was another girl who used to do some really cool templates and stuff like that. She had a very good imagination and stuff, but she was a little bit of a bitch. But anyways, she was a new grad and she was unbelievable at creating templates, marketing and all that stuff. But it sucked because I was actually working with someone at the time who just did not pay his side. And I'm just like, dude, I need that money so we can pay her. I need that money so we can pay her. Can you imagine if someone's like, hey, can you pay me? Can you pay me? Can you pay me? Totally understand. But then next thing you know, she just kept and like, it got so overwhelming. I'm just like, you know what? Okay. All right. Here goes your money. That's the end of it. And I never spoke to her again. That was like four years ago. Right. And it sucked because should it have been that? No, because there has to be like, okay, you finish it. You get direct payment right then and there. But I was working with someone else who was already in debt with another person. I had to hurry up and terminate that relationship too. So, so many different things that ended up happening throughout these processes. And so, again, when it comes to negotiations, I just, if you have to negotiate and if you have to haggle and if you have to try to pay less to get what you want, I just don't feel like that's a healthy relationship. And again, a lot of people have to do that on a consistent basis. And I got empathy and gratitude for everyone who has to engage in that type of warfare uh but me no way if someone came to me it's like hey you know uh we could pay you this or how about this and yeah i think the last time i negotiated i dropped my price just so i could hurry up and solidify the project it was a company i had worked for at the end of 2021 into early 2022 and i told them i'm like okay normally over you know uh 10 employees i pay this much but i'm gonna give you this price she's like okay fantastic what was the negotiation and it was me. It was me just saying, okay, I want to make sure I get this project and I don't want to aim too high because they may end up saying no. So let me just reduce it by 25% and just make sure I get this. Boom. Okay. And so money was great. Relationships, all that stuff. You guys have heard it before in terms of sales, my sales podcast, uh, especially at the beginning of, I believe, 2022, everything fell, fall, had fallen apart. Right. And again, it happens, you know, and again, I've talked about that before and everything, but again, when you are dealing with people who are very ignorant and you're unhappy with dealing with these types of people, you're going to make a decision. I remember I would say I was halfway through, I think I had about 45 or 50 hours left and everything had fallen apart in the beginning of 2022 in January. And I never spoke to that lady again. It was just like, there was like, you know, a middle person that I had spoken to at that time. And I'm just like, man, I hate going there now. Like after them fucking up, four relationships had terminated within a week. Never spoke to those people again. And I'm just like, damn, now these students aren't showing up and this ain't happening, that ain't happening. And I'm just like, oh man, can you imagine what she's saying to all these people? It's just so much of that negative energy. And I'm just like, you know what? Okay, 
I can't wait till this finishes. And the last day was April 1st of 2022. And it was the greatest feeling in the world. Cause I'm like, oh my God, I'll never have to coach these fuckers again. And in that same year, before I let you guys go, there was a Japanese company with about seven Thai employees. And I remember I tell, told you guys at the very beginning, they were very fun. First thing, they were so fun. And then what ended up happening was by the seventh time I went there, I would go in and say hello. And they would just look at me and say nothing. But they would talk amongst each other. And I remember sitting at that table and I said, I am not happy right now. And this, I was working through another agency where that relationship ended up just falling completely apart. And I was like, cool, man, fuck it. Y'all motherfuckers don't even pay me no matter what. Y'all pay, y'all only giving me 33%. So no thank you. But at the same time, I looked at it and I said to myself, I am not happy teaching these clowns. And I'm gonna stay awake and teach them until 8 p.m to get home by 9.15 p.m. to lose sleep, and you guys are not even doing this or that for me, you know what? I grabbed my shit, and I didn't say anything. I could have said something, but I was just so angry. And I just said, hey, I'll be back. And I, don't, I can't remember if there was one or nobody that looked at me, but I took that elevator down. I got on that train. I took off, and that was it. So with that being said, people, please, Go for happiness instead and no negotiations. I'm your host as always, over and out.